So we have some choices here. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I'm going to lead up to God ultimately, but I think he wants me to give you guys a choice. Do you guys want to do a Bible study and talk and open up God's word? Or would you guys rather hang out and talk and fellowship? Bible study. There we are. One. One emphatic. One. Okay. Turn with me to Judges 17 real quick. All right. So, why do we do what we do? Well, I believe the world's lost. Yeah. <laughs> Who believes the world's lost? Yeah. yeah I do. Doesn't take doesn't take much to much to know that. Uh, I'm not trying to be a part of it. I don't want my family to be a part of it. I have been a part of it. Very very much as I said this this week. I battled to want to go down that road. In uh, Judges 17, it says, "Now there was a man from the mountains of." Ephraim, whose name was Micah, and he said to his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from you and on which you put a curse, even saying it in my ears, here is the silver with me, I took it. Basically, mom had $1,100 or 1,100 shekels of silver. He took it. He hears, put a curse on whoever took it. And he said, wait a minute. So he has some fear of God. He goes, hey, mom. You know, he put a curse on it. Here's it back. I don't want it. And his mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. So he steals it, puts a curse on it, and then he brings it back, and she says, bless you. You know, that's not good. That's not good to teach our kids to steal and rebel against authority and then treat them well. Uh, there was a kid who had, there was two kids who had a pastor for a dad. They were preacher sons. And a new neighbor moved in next door, and they had a dog. Well, the dog ran away and came to their house. The dog had two white stripes on its tail. So they wanted to keep the dog. They knew it was the, the other people's dog. So what they did was they paint, painted the, the dog's tail black. <laughs> So the people come over and they're looking for the dog. And they're saying, pretty sure that's our dog. <laughs> no, it's not. You just said it had two white stripes on it. They're like, I guess it's not our dog. <laughs> Billy. Um, oh my goodness, not forgot it. Basically, the two kids, the dad was a preacher. The two kids were two, ended up being two famous outlaws. I think it was Billy and James something. I don't think it was Billy the kid. It, was some, it, 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 it blows my mind that I don't remember. But anyway, they, the kids ended up being two outlaws. That's a true story. And the dad was a preacher. So here was this preacher dad who taught his kids that. And it's no wonder they turned out to be notorious outlaws. And the mom was doing the same thing here. And his mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. It's interesting that he says, blessed by the Lord. <coughs> the Lord here is Yahweh. It's not Baal or, you know, or Murdoch or any of the other gods. 
It was the God of Israel. So you see here that mom is playing with a lot of divination and a lot of a lot of spiritualism and taking pieces of what she wants. And that doesn't really work. So when he had returned the 1,100 shekels, and we'll find out later why. So when he had returned the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver from my hand to the Lord for my son to make a carved image and a mold, molded image. Now, therefore, I will return it to you. Thus he returned the silver to his mother. Then his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the silversmith. And he made it into a carved image and a molded image. And they were in the house of Micah. So we see she was doing this for Yahweh, the God of Israel, who was grossly. The first of the Ten Commandments is, I will not have no God before me. So here she is with Christianity. But then she's in the world and in the pagan gods. This is why I do and I believe what I do, because I believe it's no different today in the world. Yeah. It is, it is, it is every man for himself, create whatever kind of religion you want, and you're good. Everybody has the right. Nobody tell me what to do. That's the world we live in right now. Um, and it says, then Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Back in those days, you couldn't just consecrate one of your sons and say, hey, you're my priest. It's good enough. It just wasn't. You had to be born of a line, and it had to be of God. And I think today there are a lot of man-appointed preachers <laughs> and man-appointed priests that God has nothing to do with. And it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Okay? I don't like authority. Authority has been a tough one. My biggest sin is, is lack of belief, um, self-reliance, um, lack of authority. I don't do, I didn't have authority. My mom tried to raise five boys by herself. How do you think that went for her? And she did a great job, but. They're still alive. <laughs> That's how you measure success as a parent. My wife would say that. I'd be like, babe, she's like, did they die? <laughs> or, that, or, or that meme. That's like, you know, where somebody's driving and they get to the spot and it's like, but are you alive? Like, That's not the point. <laughs> but they did what was right in their own eyes. A lot goes on in this story. I'm not going to go over all of it. But basically, there's a, there's a uh, quote in uh, John 10 that Jesus says that the hired man runs away because when the, when the flock is attacked, just because they're hired. And there's a Levi who ends up coming to Micah's house because he was like in this lush place that was successful all around desert. So a lot of people were kind of lost looking for um, a place of safety. And they would come to these gates and see this guy had money. So a Levi ended up coming to his house, an actual line of Levi and an actual priest. Well, he hires the priest because this guy is just looking for what we call in the world 
prosperity gospel. He's looking for security. And so he's trying to get all these religious things. He just wants to have his cows be fertile. He's trying to have his grass grow right. He's trying to have his investments go right. And a lot of us um, go to these huge conferences, you know, and, and uh, want, you know, want that security. And uh, that's what he was doing. Basically, the, the, the tribe of Dan comes, come, come, comes there and steals, um, steals all of his idols. And, and Mike is like, what are you going to do? Those are all my idols. Like, you know, I, you know, I need them. Those are my gods. And basically, he was, too, he was, he was, he was overpowered by the, tribe of, by the tribe of Dan. And he lost his idols. And the fact that you could lose your gods back then. Hazel, go sit down. The fact that you could lose your gods. It's like, oh, I'm walking. I got God in my pocket. <laughs> Oops. I lost. I lost. Baby, you seen God anywhere? <laughs> where? where? It might be in the washing machine. It's funny because yesterday I thought I lost the keys to get in this place. Just yesterday. Turns out I never even got them. I'm looking for something that I don't have. Come on. Think about that. Um, and then I lost my whole notes on my whole thing I was talking about. And I'm looking for it and I'm thinking like, <laughs> so I'm like my kids, you know, or I'm too busy doing all this stuff, blah, 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 in my head, a bunch of sin. Anyway, but it says in Matthew uh, 6, it says, have a treasure and store up a treasure in heaven where nobody can steal and mock cannot ruin and it will not rust. It's saved and shielded for you. By faith it talks about in First Peter. That is that is God. These idols on this earth, even money, it says that they consecrated the money. They consecrated these idols. And I got the conviction this morning, I was like, I need to start praying over my money. And this is my money dedicated to God. Because money is a very evil thing of this world. And it's what the world runs on. That's why Jesus says you can't serve God and money. Because God is money in this world. It says in God we trust. Well, we know that God they're talking about. Just because something says G-O-D doesn't mean actual God. <laughs> God can be, to them, is something different. And I think of trophies. For me, my sin is sin of trophies. But the thing about a trophy is, who won the NBA championship last year? Cavaliers? Okay, you won't count. <laughs> the Raptors. <laughs> okay, who won the championship before that? Golden State. Okay, he don't count either. Cause... <laughs> no, but the point is... Golden <laughs> State. The point is... Okay, 1942. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, sit yeah. down. No. The point is, you're always defending it. Yeah. You can enjoy it for, what, three months and the season starts again? Is that what you're at? 
you know, at you trying to get it. Well, with God, it's not the case. With God, it's there, it's there. Okay? So, the important thing, I think, uh, let's turn over to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. I think it's an incredible scripture that after Jesus did take the cup, he, he, basically the gospel is that he died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again. That's the hardest thing you're ever going to have to wrap your, your heart around. And I understand. I'd rather somebody tell me, I do not believe that than to act like they do. Because I wrestle with it. That's a hard one to swallow. He died for my sins. At first, I'm like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> what, what did he die for me for? This is 2,000 years ago. What's that got to do with me? Okay, so he died. He, came, he was buried for three days. Okay, Houdini, maybe like a couple hours can be buried. And he's going to come back. But for three days, you're definitely dead by then. There's no chance of some chance that you were, you know, there's been people who are swallowed by sharks and eaten by sharks and they cut them open and they're still alive. They're crazy afterwards because it's such a traumatic event that they're just, they're in a psych ward for the rest of their life. The one guy that I know of who was swallowed by a shark. But the fact that uh, Jesus rose and is in heaven. And right before he went, he went uh, and said in Matthew 28, Eighteen through twenty, he says. Uh, oh my goodness, he says, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth." So back in back in uh, Judges with Micah, there was no, there was no, everybody did as they saw fit. There is no authority. There is no king. Well, the kingdom is built on the fact that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. So that means that he is our boss. And we should be striving to know through his Bible what he is calling us to do in the life that we're called, called to live. Because the problem with today, even with my own life, is that We want that security, but we don't want any of the, the direction, the guidance. We live in America, rights, privileges, but there's no responsibility that's ever, ever added to it. I got rights. Well, within the kingdom of God, there are responsibilities, and there is meaning. And he says, uh, he goes on, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey or observe all things that I've commanded to you, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, talk to me about how to make Jesus Lord of your life. Because if Jesus is not Lord of your life, I believe that he is not with you. Now, it doesn't mean that 
he's not taking care of you because look, we see the world. We see horrible people succeed all day long. The sun comes up for them and the sun goes down for them. But I'm talking about a decision where you make Jesus Lord, you're ready to do what he's called you to do, and you turn your back. This talks about baptism, which is baptism and the cross is basically, to me, it's a door. There's a wall up, and there's a door. There's a way to go through that door. And it talks about in Acts 2, 36-38, it talks about repent. Turn from your way, turn to God's way, and get baptized. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive, you receive forgiveness of sins. You receive a family. And you know what? I've had enough family time in the world where I love my family, but I'm, I'm in the kingdom. My, the kingdom of God is my first responsibility between my physical family. And I hope and I always love my physical family. And I hope that they will become disciples. Again, we got to get to others. We have to get to others. Why? Because they're incomplete. And I believe that anybody outside of Jesus is incomplete. You are not complete. Why? Because it says that we are the living stones. And us together being built up. You are a holy stone. We need you in the wall. We... It's, it's where you belong, in the kingdom here of love. Now, we don't go out to the world and tell the world that they're lost, even though I'm very tempted to do it. I could be on fire and brimstone. I could. But you know what? God judges me right after I do anything of that nature. The point is to show them our relationship with God, show them our relationship with each other, show them how life's been reconciled, show them our life and share our life and they will see it because it's dark and it's wicked out there and it's not going to take much for them to see it. Amen. It's dark. Go tell a person that's in darkness that they're in darkness. <laughs> they're going to fight with you. Now you're both in darkness. Love them. Show them love. Do something different. They're used to that. They're used to it. And all it does is make us, uh, you know, more skeptical of God because Christians represent God. And we're here to honor God and live a life worthy of what we've been called to do. I believe this, guys, with my whole heart. And uh, if you guys do, then I ask you to join to join, to join me in this. And if you don't, then I ask that you pray about it and get into the Bible, because we need the Bible. Where do we learn about the cross? The Bible. You know, um, but first, we got to get trained. We got to get help. You got to get saved first before you can save others. This isn't just humanitarian work where we're going out you know, feeding people, you know, people, because that's just a temporary need. Like Jesus told the woman at the well, you're going to be thirsty again. You're just going to keep getting thirsty and keep getting thirsty, but what I can give you, you're never going to be thirsty again. But first, we have to be those, those trees that are planted deep and rooted in Christ, okay, and what he's done and what he's done for us, okay?
Amen? Amen. Okay, guys. Let's go ahead and sing another song, and then we're going to release, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day, okay? Yeah.